Hello. Welcome to Piloting Airleaf. I'm Stephanie, and this is my husband, Kyle. Hello. This podcast is our digital diary as we upend our life, restore our sense of adventure, and move across the country onto a sailboat with our two cats and our dog, Pilot. This is Piloting Airleaf. So last we left off, we were at Woodley Island and we left there like really early in the morning, like 5 a.m. And that's a long ride from the marina to actually out to on the bar. It was like an hour. Yeah, it was about five and a half, six miles. Mm -hmm. And we were leaving at 5 a.m. or so, so that we would, well, we got to the bar right as the sun came up. So it must have been 6.30, so we must yeah. have left at 5.30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds... Yeah, that's right. that's correct. Uh, so the bar looked calm, maybe one to two foot waves mm-hmm. across the whole thing, but nothing crazy. It was right at the kind of peak end of a flood tide, and it wasn't a big flood. So it was light current, light mm-hmm. waves, and we had light wind. So, which was good for crossing a bar, not great for sailing. Right. Uh, but we knew we were going to be going around Cape Mendocino. Mm-hmm. And so we had planned a day where seas and wind would be calm and then pick up. So we had a couple hours to get past Cape Mendocino before uh, the northerlies were supposed to kick back in. So what's up with Cape Mendocino? Like, uh, why is it? It's just, there's some huge shelves out there. Mm. And some huge canyons. Um, And actually, we hit our new maximum depth. We forgot to mention last week, uh, we hit our new maximum depth, which was 5,000 feet deep. was the deepest. And we topped that uh, between Eureka and Bodega Bay. We hit 12,350 feet deep. That's really deep. That's pretty deep. Uh, so there are some really big valleys and stuff out there. And then also, it's just a piece of the land that sticks out in a way where the wind and the storms and stuff seem to kind of build right around there. And the waves, whenever there's big winds, you're going to get big waves eventually. Maybe not immediately, but they're going to come. And they can get very big off Cape Mendocino. Like uh, how big? Uh, I think the max recorded was around 38 feet. Something oh. like that. Pretty close to shore, too. So mm. it was... That's that's a big wave. That's almost as tall as our boat is long. Mm. Yeah, no, thank you. So when we were yeah. going around, the seas were maybe three and a half, four feet. Yeah, it was Much perfect. more manageable. Yeah, and they were following seas, which was just perfect. It was nice, easy. Uh, the wind started picking up kind of right as we passed there, and mm-hmm. it was perfect. It was slow going, though. It was, a slow, it was slow, yeah. But it was really pretty. The sun was out the whole day. And there was, like, tons of schools of juvenile sunfish. Yeah, we've seen so many now. I would say hundreds. We haven't seen any of the big ones since, like, Oregon. Yeah. Um, Which makes me sad because I'd love to see one of those again because they were huge. Yeah. But the little schools are funny because they'll always have, like, a seagull. Yeah. Like a little matron. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like a little, to keep the kids in line. Yeah. I don't know. It's really sweet, that though. That is what it looks like, yeah. There's always one one seagull with, like, a ton of sunfish. Like five to nine sunfish that are, like, the size of, like, a dinner plate. Yeah. 
and it's just it's really cute and the seagulls just swimming along just keeping an eye on them it's really cute yeah so cape mendocino was calm um we were gonna stop at fort bragg um, yeah we had that kind of as a jumping off point just in case cape mendocino got rougher than intended or or if we needed a break a, a place to pull in for the night we were we had fort bragg i had talked to them there and they said that they had an end tie for us that we could put in at if we needed to mm-hmm. um so but it was so calm we decided yeah. let's just take advantage of this and we, we went through the night went through the night um yeah we headed about another 12 hours or so mm-hmm. 13 hours maybe past fort bragg but before before um it got too dark i i went up on the bow mm-hmm. um we don't really like to leave the enclosure of the cockpit cuz it's really safe in there yeah. Um, but we have the tether system. So I did that and I went up to the bow. Well, not the bow, the midship to put up the radar ball reflector. Yeah. So we're getting closer to San Francisco. There's a lot more marine traffic. Yeah. And then the fog is also tends to be a little denser. So we figured we'd just throw up our radar ball. And our steaming lights are Yeah. Our iffy. steaming lights are, are being wonky. So like we can turn on our floodlight, which we do. it makes us yeah. visible. We make sure we have lights on, they're just not. Yeah, we have the nav lights on, but our our uh, air steaming light isn't working for yeah. some reason. So, gotta so, figure that out. But Yeah, but that's fine. We have the radar ball as like an extra precaution kind of thing. So, I threw that up on the like the flag lines. And as soon as I went back into the cockpit, we got like tons of dolphin yeah, tons of just common dolphin just appeared. Out they of come out of nowhere yeah. so fast. They're not as fast as the dolls dolphins dolls that corpses, we've, yeah. we've gotten in the past. But they come out of nowhere and they like play around with the boat for like five, ten minutes. Yeah, they just play in our wake and mm-hmm. like they jump in front of our bow, which yeah. is really weird. It's really weird. We haven't been able to watch them from the bow because it's always been too rolly or too foggy or too dark or something yeah. to really go up and hang out up there yeah um and then so they just appear and then they leave kind of as quickly i think they get bored because we're so slow yeah they probably like going with the cruise ships and mm-hmm. stuff that have good wake for yeah. them to like some of them got airborne though yeah they were they're really small they were. they were very small dolphins. They were so cute. Yeah, they were really cool. But yeah, they hung out for like maybe five minutes mm-hmm. or so, and then they just kind of all disappear. There's usually one that hangs out a little longer and kind of yeah. just cruises right alongside the boat, and then it's gone. Then you never even see them. Like you don't see them leave. You mm-hmm. don't. They're just gone all of a sudden. Yeah, but that was really nice. And then it, it was kind of like an uneventful night. It was rolly. Uh, I wouldn't say it was uneventful. It got pretty, very rolly with confused seas in the middle of the night. Where was, um, I was downstairs. You were downstairs sleeping. But it, yeah, we we were probably going, probably not quite, yeah, probably about to 20 degrees on either side. Just with mm-hmm. how, the, how the waves were rolling and they were building. So the night started out very calm. Mm-hmm and nice and it was all following seas and then all of a sudden when we got kind of right down i don't know maybe 50 miles from bodega bay Mm -hmm. uh it just got 
wonky yeah. and the waves started coming from two different directions and so i was trying to point our stern to the dominant set but that meant pointing straight at shore mm-hmm. which i don't really love doing and then even if i did that it was still uncomfortable because the other waves were coming right on our beam and so there was no good direction for me to point the boat where we wouldn't take one directly on the beam yeah. unless we went straight northeast which was the opposite way that we wanted to go yeah so it was a very very rolly night it was i'd say that was the closest to being seasick i've i've been yet i got i didn't get sick but i was nauseous. i was nauseous for hours Aww. throughout that night yeah i don't i'm sure once we get further south we'll figure out night sailing but when we're just doing these like straight up passages i i feel so bad for you because you won't sleep i can't yeah one night if we're doing just one night i just i can't sleep Mm -hmm. i would love to be able to sleep but i just can't like i've tried i've tried sleeping i've tried sleeping during the day like to prepare for night it just doesn't work and i just stay awake until we're docked sad yeah you both but you got some sleep that time. I did, actually. It was rolly. It was, it was really very cold, rolly. too. Oh, yeah. It got really cold. The temperature dropped, and it got really it's cold. Like winter now. Yeah. Winter is, like, catching us down here in California. It is. Yeah, it's October, end of mm-hmm. October-ish. Yeah. Um, one issue that we had was we, we couldn't really get Pilot to use his grass mat. It was too rolly in the evening for me to take him up on the bow and let him use it so we set it up for him in the cockpit just hoping you know if he had to go that he at least had somewhere to go but he is like all of a sudden refusing to even step on it yeah he like wouldn't look at it he wouldn't smell it like he had no interest but he would whine like he does when he has to go out and we were just it was Getting near the end of our trip, yeah. and we were both exhausted. Steph didn't sleep great, but mm-hmm. she slept a little bit, and then I didn't sleep at all the, the whole night. The sun was coming up. The sun was coming up, and I was like, okay, we got like 20, 15, 20 miles until we can dock. So I was like, all right, we got to just... The The waves weren't letting up either. Mm-hmm. As the sun came up, the waves were still pretty big, so I didn't want to take pie up on the bow. It, it would have just been an ordeal i wonder if he'd use it on the bow like i don't know you think so like i know chows are like clean they won't go near where they eat or where they live yeah so i'm thinking the cockpit is just too close to home for him so i I wonder if the bow will be different but he's just so fussy like it was, it was frustrating because yeah. you could tell he he wanted to go to the bathroom and we had a solution for him, but he was just not, he's not going to yeah. have it. I mean, we have commands for him to go outside of the building, you know, yeah. like, and when we say that, he knows it's time to go. Yeah. So we were giving the command and he was just getting more and more frantic, like, <laughs> I have to use the bathroom, but I can't. And we're... Yeah, he's he's got to figure it out because yeah. we've tried it. Like, he's gone on it before. I've wiped, you know, I've put his scent on it before. And so he knows that that's where he can go. And the sun was coming up. It was rolly. I was exhausted. Yeah. Stephanie had just gotten up. And you were trying to navigate us into the channel yeah. of Bodega Bay yeah. where we decided to stop. Yeah, so 
right as we were getting into the channel, which is a very narrow, long channel. Well, it's not long. It's like a mile and a half, but it's very it narrow and kind of shallow. Yeah. Uh, channel. And so I was just going straight ahead, and then all of a sudden, Pilot peed on a cockpit cushion <laughs> on the bench. Not even on the ground, not on his mat that was set up. He just His mat that was like four feet from away. where he was. So that was dreadful. Yeah, the cockpit smelled. It smelled like pee. Then Pilot laid in it, and we were trying to get into the channel, go through the channel, and and get up to the You have to take the the channel in, like, the dead center because of how shallow it is. I veered off for a second, and it went to nine feet, and it was a plus three and a half foot tide. So that means that low tide, as much as I veered off, we would have been aground. Yeah. If it was... If it had been low tide, we were we were very frustrated. We were tired, and stressed. frustrated, and uh, so that was that was pretty rough. And yeah, I I don't I don't know what to do about him. I know. I'm thinking if I got actual grass, like real grass, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, something about the fake grass, I guess. He has a qualm with. Yeah, but he used it on our on our friend's boat. He did. He was fine. He smelled like another dog. Yeah. We gotta get another dog to pee on it. (laughs) Oh, joy. So, that was just a disaster. Um, So, we we docked. I felt so gross. You uh, took him to shore, and I hosed off everything. Yeah, I took him for a long walk. And I cleaned. But, yeah, that that was rough. Yeah, and then as soon as he got back to the boat, I went to bed. Mm -hmm. Pretty much right away. Because I was wiped out. And I, I don't know, I didn't sleep that long, I don't think, just long enough where I could function. Yeah, but we had we had a short window, so uh, yeah. we were going to grab fuel the next day and leave for San Francisco. But when we got to the fuel dock, their pump wasn't working. Yeah. And we were out of fuel, because we didn't fuel in Eureka. We did. No, we fueled, we didn't fuel in Crescent City, but yeah, we did fuel in Eureka, but we ended up using a lot more fuel than I thought we were going to yeah. getting down there. So when we pulled in, we had maybe a jerry can, almost left? empty tanks and a jerry can and a half of fuel. So we had like seven gallons, yeah. and that yeah, was wasn't that was, great. That was stressful because it felt like not. It was plenty of fuel for the trip we were doing. Yeah, even but we were planning we were to like, sail to sail more, but mm-hmm. it just didn't work out that way the winds were not behaving (laughs) no and so we lost our window because they weren't going to repair the fuel dock till like monday or something yeah i forgot what day this was or no it would have been we got here on a tuesday Tuesday. yeah and then we were going to leave wednesday uh wednesday no we were going to leave thursday so Mm -hmm. we wanted to get fuel wednesday but the fuel dock was the pumps both pumps were out Mm -hmm. the fast like fast fuel and the the Slow. regular pump uh, were both broken for diesel. And then the wind picked up like And crazy. then the wind came, yeah, gales came. It was blowing 40 knots for multiple days. Yeah, so we... So we got stuck. Decided to hang out here for a and week. And we're still here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was fine. That day we, uh, you know, we docked the boat again and and just kind of went off and explored the area 
there's like a little Mexican restaurant that we walked to that ended up being closed, but yeah. I had a fantastic time walking there because we walked through like a campground and stuff and I added like four birds to my life list. Yeah, me too. It was really cool. We saw the California quail. I finally got to see the yeah, quail the that one you that saw, I saw up in, in Cortez. Yep. Uh the California scrub jay, the California towhee, and the western bluebird. Yeah, we got all those birds. So I got three new birds, which is really cool. Yeah, that's a good day. That was a good birding birds day. Birds to your list. Yeah, and wild. we saw a bunch of hummingbirds, which is always cool. Yeah, they were like fighting above us in the trees. It was really cool. Yeah. But yeah, this looks like a cool little spot. You know, maybe we'll you know rent a car in the next couple of days, and we probably need to go to like a West Marine or something. Yeah, we do. It's, yeah. We definitely do. We might go check out San Francisco because we're probably going to end up bypassing it now that we're, you know. Yeah, the next window here. that we get is going to happen. The next window that we're going to leave in, we could we could bypass San Francisco Bay. We have to bypass San yeah. Francisco Bay because it's sucks. about half a day just getting in, you yeah. know. And so we can't waste a whole day going in and out of somewhere that we don't need to go but at this point. It would be so cool to sail under the bridge. I know. But- I know. Yeah. It'll probably be foggy when we do with our luck and all that. So, yeah. We're we're running out of time to get down to, like, San Diego. Yeah. So. We gotta get moving. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really windy. Too windy for us. Yeah. Oh, way too windy. <laughs> it's too windy for anybody to be out. It's yeah. been blowing over, over 40 for a couple days now. Like, pretty much non-stop there's been some small breaks where it calms down to like 28 for a few hours mm-hmm. and then it picks right back up and especially at night it's just been crazy Loud. yeah i had to i added more dock lines to our boat where we were because our dock lines were getting so stretched from the constant wind blowing right on our beam because mm-hmm. we're on an end tie and so i can't tie two points on the bow or anything or or any way to help stabilize and take some of the load off of our bow line we're not going to blow away we're probably going to blow away (laughs) we're not going to blow but it's very very strong wind we're going to blow away we're probably going to blow away well maybe maybe we'll blow away (laughs) we'll probably hang out here oh pie it's okay bear he's having a rough time i guess We'll hang out here for a week and, and hopefully the wind will subside and we can finally, you know, make it to our destination. Yeah, we're hoping to do a longer jump next, but we got to see how the windows look. There's quite a few spots we could stop along the way, but I'm just ready to ready and anxious to get going. Yeah, me too. So, well, until next time. This has been another episode of Piloting Aerially. If you'd like to learn more about me or Kyle or our animals, check us out at pilotingaerelief.com. You can also send us some support on patreon.com slash pilotingaerelief. Thank you. See you next time.